we've had customers who've gone on to direct films that have been at like the Cannes Film Festival. Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Klein, coming to you from the unceded territory of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples, otherwise known as beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. It's sad news that this September, Victoria's iconic pick-a-flick video will be closing its doors forever. For over 40 years, Pick-a-Flick has been a film lover's treasure trove, as much a library as it is a video store. Cult classics, musicals, sci-fi, silent movies, independent animations, rare documentaries, and foreign films from Icelandic dramas to vintage Russian and Ukrainian flicks dating back to the 1920s. And that's just part of the store's staggering 25,000 films, 10 times more titles than Netflix offers. The fate of this lovingly curated collection is uncertain, so the push-in team felt it was important to find out more about its status from pick-a-flick owner and film buff extraordinaire, Kent Bendel. Hey, Kent, welcome to Push-In. Hello, thanks for having me. Scene one. How about a little background on Pick-a-Flick? When did you start working there? And when did you buy the business? Pick-a-Flick opened in 1983. I started working there in 2001 and worked there for about 15 years and then had the opportunity to buy the store seven years ago. So it's been a 22-year journey for me and I've been owner for seven years. What are some of the things in Pick-a-Flick's collection that are unique or difficult or even impossible to find online? Oh, that's just about everything we have. There's so much from foreign films to documentaries, tons of documentaries, tons of short films. Like we just, it's, it's ridiculous how much stuff we have that you're just not going to find anywhere. What was your personal favorite film of all time? I mean, I have several, but the, the one answer I give all the time, because it's the movie I've probably seen the most and have loved since I was a kid, is 1938's The Adventures of Robin Hood, starring Errol Flynn. That's a great one. Which I never tire of. Yeah. Technicolor, directed by Michael Curtiz. It's fantastic. It's got, got action. It's got romance. It's got politics. It's daring do. It's, it's fantastic. It's just such a wonderful movie. And looks gorgeous for something that's almost 100 years old. Scene two. With such a specialized collection, Mm -hmm. you've probably had some kind of specialized customers. (laughs) Any memorable customers or customer experiences? Uh, They're all unique in their own way. I mean, that's what makes the job so fun is dealing with people and helping them find what they want to see, even if they don't know what they want to see. Seeing the joy on their face when they get to watch a movie they haven't seen before and enjoy, or discovering something from their childhood they haven't seen in like 30, 40 years, and I get to help them reclaim that memory. So those are all special interactions. But yeah, we get our share of like oddballs and pseudo-celebrities and wackos and nice people. It's just, it's Victoria. A customer came in, this is recent, like last year, a young woman came into the store and she says, do you have the movie House of a Thousand Corpses? And I'm like, we do, it's right over here. And I show her in the horror section. She goes, actually, I don't have a DVD player. I just wanted a picture of it because I just got a House of a Thousand Corpses tattoo. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. She goes, yeah, I'm just going to take a picture. It's on my ass. 
So I said, if you want to go over that aisle there, there's nobody there. So this woman went over into the far aisle and dropped trowel and took a picture of our movie with the tattoo she had just got. Brilliant. So, you know, that doesn't happen every day, but there's always something going on at the video store. <laughs> Have you ever steered someone away from renting a truly awful movie? <laughs> constantly, constantly. Oh, yeah. Quite often people will bring movies up. And even if I haven't seen it, I'll maybe have heard from customer feedback that, oh, it, it's no good. It's no good. And people will come up and I want to rent this movie. And I'm like, I don't think you do. I don't think it's going to be what you want it to be. <laughs> and I'll try to steer them into some other or something so god awful. I'm like, really, you don't want this. It's it's just going to be a waste of an hour and a half of your time. And then they'll rent it sometimes and they'll come back the next day sheepishly and they'll be like, you were right. It was awful. I'll listen to you next time. Scene three. So now let's look forward to find out the future of what's going to happen with the collection because everybody wants to know that. We did put out a call for questions on Cinevic's Facebook page and push-in director Paul Rudas is going to read some of those to you now. Thanks, Joyce. Hi, Kent. Hey, Paul. Everybody wants to know what is happening with the collection. Oh boy, that's a loaded question because I don't really know. The lease is up in September. I'm running business till then. And I'm hoping somebody comes along and just wants to buy the whole shebang, you know, the whole store and try to keep it going in some way, shape or form. Uh, I've had some interest from a few individual people. Um, the Uvic Library has been in communication with me. But everyone wants a little bit of it, and I'd rather keep it a whole thing together. How much money would it take to buy the collection? Oh, that is a tricky question because the business does not make money. <laughs> I, I, basically, I'm in debt. I have a small business loan to pay, and the business doesn't make enough money to sustain itself. So if someone wants to talk actual dollars, they can give me a call at the store, but it's a lot. What is your dream for the ideal buyer of the collection? Somebody who's as passionate about film as I am. Someone who's interested in the community aspect of keeping it going. And someone who can weather its losses as well as its positive attributes. So if someone like that is out there, like it's a hard sell, but I think somebody might be out there. I've had interest from a couple people who just want to see the collection go, like keep going. So we'll see what happens over the summer. It could go either way, but it would be great if someone did who had the passion and the pocketbook, you know, to keep it going. Would you consider being in charge of the collection if it was housed somewhere else? You know, more than likely I would. I've spent so much time with those movies. <laughs> They're like my children. <laughs> uh, so I would love to be able to still take care of it and, and curate it and facilitate, you know, it's lending out if that's possible. I'm open to anything, really. Scene four. So Kent, what's the value of the in-person video store and is it still relevant today? I think people who like movies, who love movies, and people who want a personal interaction, those kind of people value the video store still because you're getting an experience you can't get online. You're getting a selection 
10 times bigger than you'll find anywhere. You're getting personal, knowledgeable, hopefully, um, help finding what you're looking for. And you're getting just interaction with not only the staff, but other people in the store. You're getting out in the community. You're bumping into people. You're committed to watching that movie you've rented. It's it's a whole encompassing thing you just don't get by pushing a button on your phone. Okay, well, my last question for you is that one of the comments was, Pick a flick was part of my life and shaped me as a human being. Kent, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel really good. I get a lot of that and it it uh it makes me feel special in like a really unique way that I can help people sometime and the store can help people formulate like who they want to be. We've had customers who've gone on to direct films that have been at like the Cannes Film Festival and they say oh, it's because I watched movies at Pick a Flick when I was a kid kind of thing. So it's a really wonderful feeling and I'm glad I could be part of it. Tail Slate. Well, thank you so much, Kent, for everything you've done for the community and good luck in finding a home for the film collection that you've so lovingly amassed. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Kent. Oh, no problem. And that's a wrap. If you know anyone with deep enough pockets to buy the collection, please send them to Kent at Pick a Flick. You can find links to Pick a Flick in the show notes, and you can help promote the talented filmmakers we feature by liking, subscribing, or five-star rating us so others can find their interviews more easily. That's it for now. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast.